Greg Waugh and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 82 of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I am Greg Waugh. And I'm Dan Beeston. This whole this episode's going to be brilliant. I know I shouldn't say... Wow, you, you, just, that, you, that's a big call. I'm, I'm so excited because we're just recording that's this. a high bar for us I, to I, jump I know, I'm, I'm raising it. Hey, listener, whatever you're thinking of right now, it's even better than that. It is actually going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> now, before we get to our interview, mm-hmm. thank you guys so much. There were 29 Smart Enough No Better t-shirts sold. Absolutely, yes. We uh, kicked our our meagre number by quite a few. And so now there are going to be 29 people walking around the world promoting our little podcast with their chests, their mighty science, comedy, and ignorant chests. Which is great. And there's the website on the back. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it's, it's really delightful because I, I designed that shirt. You and did. It's, it's quite it's, it's quite heartwarming to know that people like the design. Or they just uh, hate the design, but they like you on the podcast enough <laughs> that they would wear it, they buy it and wear it, that's so, or at least buy it. That's true. I'm intrigued. I bought a, myself a purple one because I have a black one because you, know, you know I'm part of the, I'm one of the team, so I get one. I don't have to buy it, but I bought one of them. One of them is me, I must admit. Yeah, but it's a purple one because I wanted, I wonder how many people bought purple ones. I like the purple one. Oh, I don't know whether they tell you. Oh, it's very exciting. It's a, it's a purple and black one. I think purple ones, you're my people. Black ones, you're Dan's people. That's how it works. We, should have, we probably should have said that, actually, before we sold the... Uh, there you go. That's the, that's the challenge? Yeah, it's the challenge. Or, I don't know whether, whether we want to use the phrase, the black people are your people, Dan. I'm worried about... I've got, still got so much white guilt. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't know. And the purple people. I'm so oh, no. The kid from Willy Wonka. She'll be really upset. And then... And, and there were, Grimace. <laughs> and there are also people saying, oh, I really want to uh, support you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not really that much of a fan of T-shirts, and some people are not a fan of T-shirts. Sure. Um, so maybe put a tip jar on. I was like, oh, that's not, not, that's not a bad idea. Put a tip jar on the website. Now, there, there aren't millions of you. Mm-hmm. If there was millions of you, <laughs> and we stuck up a tip jar, it's right. like, cha 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 ching Something's like, oh, well, we're going to do one every week. That's right. At the moment, <laughs> it's still very much pocket money. Yes. And so what's more valuable to us mm. is to get a million listeners. That's right. So tell all of your friends. So tell a million of your friends. A million of your friends. So no, we, we, we've been doing this for free for four years, and we the, the shirt was really a bit of an experiment. That's what it, what it was. Yep. We don't want to... Mon- a successful experiment. A wonderfully successful experiment, and we don't want to particularly monetize the podcast by draining our listeners dry. That doesn't seem like That's a good idea. idea yeah. So don't panic. We're not doing that. But in the future, we might come up with interesting ideas of how you can support us and we can support you. And that would be fun. We'll work it out somehow. But that's, it's not a major concern of ours. We love you. Yes, yes you. No, 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 you. I know, I know you don't think I'm talking about you right now. You're like, yeah, he's talking about someone else because Greg's fickle. No, no, I mean you. I do mean you. No, accept it. Stop, stop fighting me. Just... Just feel the love. Listeners, he's uh, he's pointing at me. He's not, I'm not pointing, I'm not pointing at you. You're I'm not, pointing at me. I'm not pointing it down. I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at me. you. No, not you. Me. No, no, no. The, uh, don't ruin this for the listener. Greg, Greg, I'm so hungry. My stomach's rumbling. Can you hear that? No, I can't. No, you can't hear it because in space, no one can hear you digest. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. Greg, we talked a couple of weeks ago to the lovely Daniela Martin about eating insects, and she pointed out just how much the insects of the sea, lobsters, yes, crabs, yes. crustaceans and things, crustaceans yes. were like 
normal insects. That's arthropods. And we eat, we're happy to eat them. Well, that's right. Yes. We eat, constantly eat scaly, crazy things all the time. When you're at sea, you mm. eat insects of the sea. Yes. When you're on land, you eat insects of the land. Hopefully soon, we'll all be eating insects of the, the land. Sky, That's all the sky, yes. What happens when you're in deep space, Gregoire? You have to eat the insects in the plastic bag that's been grouped up. No, 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 because there's all this livestock out there. Or game. In, in space? In space. What? There's no game in space. Have you not seen the film Alien? I forgot that documentary. Yes. I forgot the documentary Aliens. So today, we're going to be cooking up... Some space lobster. <laughs> Xenomorphs. Insects of the void. Oh my goodness. We're actually going to be... <laughs> so we're going to be talking about cooking, preparing, cooking, and eating xenomorph aliens from aliens. That's true. Ah. Now, the problem is that I think that everyone in the podcast knows that you are not really known for your culinary skills. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, like, my mouth is dead inside. It's you, sad, but true. You are quite well known for your diet consisting of ingredients ingredients to that's food right. that's right i like to eat ingredients it's true okay so i've i've managed to rustle up a little bit of help for this crypto Ooh, thank goodness. i have managed to enlist the skills of the managing culinary director of seriouseats.com the author of the upcoming the food lab better home cooking through science hello are you there kenji lopez alt i am how are you guys doing we are very well indeed, and so, so glad to have an expert on the panel. <laughs> we're, we're, I can't believe what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> eating, preparing and eating aliens. Ah, so exciting, so exciting. Now, you've got a bit of a pedigree in <laughs> cooking interesting things. What, do, what's your background there? Yeah. Uh, well, my background is in restaurants, but as, as far as uh, you know, cooking and eating interesting things, I, you know, I, I try and cook as many different things as I can when when I see an ingredient I've never worked with before, my first instinct is to figure out how to cook it. <laughs> often, often just when I see things walking around, my first instinct is to, is to figure out how to cook it. Um, whether it's you know my neighbor's dog or <laughs> mushroom I see growing out by the things things that, in the just, parking lot. Just um, so you know that, that even though this is only this is being recorded in Australia, we have an international audience, so it may come back and bite you on the bum. Just so you know, <laughs> just just you can't say. Well, it's you like, know, so, my, so my so the the honest truth is, um, good friends of mine just got a puppy. Um, they're getting his pup. They're getting their puppy fixed uh, in a few weeks, and I've been trying to convince them to save a little bit for me. Um, but uh, oh my goodness, really? You know, because when, when else are you going to get an opportunity to get you know fresh dog balls? When are you gonna get um, oh, you you we're going to get on famously. I think this I, is, is going to turn interesting in a very weird way. In, in what universe is it okay to describe dog balls as ever being fresh? <laughs> I mean, when they're when they're fresh off the puppy, that's about as fresh. <laughs> and as they're constantly cleaning them with their tongue. That's a, that, 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 that's, it's they really, are, yeah, yeah. It's one of the cleanest parts of the dog. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, now, okay. Before we move on to the main topic, now you've got me interested. How would you prepare puppy testicles? Oh well, I mean, I, I think you, with, as with most organ meats, you want to give them a good soak in milk first to try and get rid of any of the sort of. Uh, residual fluids inside. Um, I don't enough. know what kinds of fluids are inside of dog testicles, but well, there's multiple ways. You, you know, I, th I think they'd probably be very good. Most balls are good deep fried, breaded and deep fried. Um, right. I don't know if you've ever had Rocky Mountain oysters, which are bull testicles deep fried, sliced and deep fried. Um, I don't know whether I've had them either. Grill. Who knows? <laughs> I've, I've heard of them. I've never had them. <laughs> I just love the call the Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain oysters. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I don't I don't know what a euphemism for dog balls would be, but but um, I, said, I feel like that would solve pretty well on a menu anyway. Fresh off the pub. 
You'd have to have a picture of the puppy there with it, though. Yeah, like, looking really sad, with, a, with that big cone around its head, saying, you're fresh off the puppy. Right, the kind of shame, yeah. <laughs> you could call it Kibbles and Bits, Sans Kibble. Bits. Just bits. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Now our appetite today is a little bit more starborn. Yes, yes. Mm. We're eager to uh, mm-hmm. to to. I don't know whether it would be free range xenomorph or farmed because farming xenomorph it, is yeah, a, it, it is always a, goes wrong. Is an ethically dangerous position. It's just physically dangerous. Forget ethically well, dangerous. You, I mean, you could say starborn, but if you guys if you guys follow the new alien, the Prometheus and the upcoming sequel, then you would know that the aliens are actually a product of some master race that. Created both oh. us and the aliens. Oh, there you go. Spoilers. I believe that was. I believe that's what they were trying to imply. Anyhow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's some. Sort <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, Starborn. Modern humans first encounter them in the stars. We've um we've been genetically engineering cows for, for thousands of years and sheep for thousands of years and mm-hmm. and, and and puppies for thousands of years. Yeah, so, not the taste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess if another race. Yeah. Been, well, the difference is we. we the difference is we've been genetically engineering cows to be fat and stupid and tasty, mm, um, mm. whereas I think aliens were genetically engineered to be mean and probably not very tasty and lethal. Ah. Even when they're dead, they're lethal. I think that that's one of the big issues. Right? But that's but that's and that leads us to the interesting point. People love eating dangerous things. I'm sure that you'd know this much better than I would. That like mm. puffer puffer fish could kill you, flat out kill you. Even when oh it's yeah dead. yeah. <laughs> So, sure, sure. Yeah, if you if you do it wrong, and, you know, and I think that the best fugu chefs, the pufferfish chefs in Japan, like their their skill lies in being able to tell exactly how much toxin is in those. I think it's in their liver or, or some kind of gland, maybe. But they know how exactly how much toxin they're able to give you before so that'll give you this kind of numbing effect that people like. But if, you give you, if they give you too much, it'll kill you. So I don't I don't really know like what the uh, the acceptable <laughs> level of molecular acid is if you're, you're going to be serving someone alien. But mm-hmm. we had that- certainly I think you know I think. Working out that molecular acid problem is, is the first problem when you're when you're when you're going to be butchering an alien. Well, killing it is probably an issue first. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, but I, I know, think as long I, as you get as long as you get a predator on your side. <laughs> that's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny Glover. He 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 was a cop from New York. Yeah, yeah. He, he hunted down. Uh, I'm sorry, predator. That was a predator. So if he can kill a predator, he can kill an alien. Surely. I, I, that's why I'm taking it on. That, these people. Well, it, I think in the second Predator, there's an alien. There's an alien skull inside the Predator mothership. Oh. So I don't know what the Predators do. But so what you would first have to do is you, you'd have to talk to a Predator to find out what material they make their weapons out of. Because if you've ever noticed the, the Predators can kill the aliens, and mm. even when that molecular acid gets on their on their weapons, their weapons don't dissolve. Well, that's that's a good. But so I think you'd want to get a knife made out of made out of predator weapon material. That's right. Now we we can actually talk about that for a little bit, just very very quickly, because it, it reacts with carbon. Acids react with carbon, so it's uh it's a, it basically if it hasn't got carbon mm-hmm. in it, the acid's not going to do much. So you just need to have a carbon free weapon. So you can't use steel and you can't use any iron based thing because that's mm-hmm. all carbon. Right. So you silicon, silicon. So you'd have to have yeah, get some glass. Get some kind of- so, glass would be fine. Hit something with glass? Yeah. No problem. Yeah, a ceramic knife. A ceramic knife. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so that's, a, that's a good. So a hardened yeah. ceramic. Look, we can have, we can get hard, ceramics that can survive reentry into space. That's what they're designed for, for heat. Then I'm mm-hmm. sure we could yeah. develop a weapon to stab an alien right in the, in its, it hasn't got eyes. Drat, hasn't got eyes. Yeah, that's good. So you, so you could fly out, fly out to collect the alien and then. Yes. Use your use part of your spaceship as the knife to butcher it as well. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> now we don't need to fly out and get it. It's actually pretty good. All you need to do is put a human in near the eggs and then bring the human back. 
It makes it very and, they, <laughs> and they oh, well, I guess that's the other question. Do you, are, are we at what stage is the alien tastiest? Because you know, I, I like eating <laughs> suckling pigs, and you know, I do like also eating chicken eggs. So is is, is it, would it be better to go for one of the alien eggs, um, or oh. perhaps a face hugger? Well, well, the, yes, the um, eggs are I don't interesting. Know, or, or we can do, you can't eat we can do the alien shell three ways, of probably. a. You can't eat the shell of a chicken. But mm. the alien eggs, they're all meaty and yes. polypy. Yeah, like, they're pretty soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's... So I we, bet they'd be tasty. So, I mean, so now, they look almost like, like sea cucumbers. Oh, there we go. Okay, so now, now we've got a foot in. So we, we're gonna, let's break that up a bit then. Let's start with the egg, so like a sea cucumber, then we'll move to face huggers, mm-hmm. and then we'll move to the full-blown adult xenomorph, because that'll be a good stage. So we've got the right. egg. It's a fleshy... And then, and then maybe we can move on to the queen at some point. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, there you go. So all those succulent egg sack. But we'll move on. I, are you allowed to eat the queen? Yeah. Do you have to, like, get permission? Is it, is it like yeah, swan? Maybe, I guess it, yeah, there, there might be some kind of international regulations against assuming, you know, a spawn. It's a female. Um, I don't know. Spawning they're, 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 they're <laughs> throw her back. I've got her on the line. Throw her back. She's a, she's endangered. She's also tearing my face off. So, yeah. okay. It's like crabs. When you catch one, you've got to turn it upside down and look uh, for the shell and see whether it's a pointy one or a round one. And if it's a round one, it's a female. And you've got to throw it yeah. back. Uh, At jenny. that point, you're it's dead. A, so if, right. so if, it's, if it's an alien jenny. Luckily, I think it's, it's a little bit easier to identify an alien. <laughs> an alien. <laughs> and queen than a female crab. I love the idea that we that, like crabs. We just call them Jennies. So it's a female. It's, 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 it's a Jenny alien. Ah! Okay. So no, go back to the egg. Go back to the egg. So it's, it's mainly flesh. It kind of opens okay. up. It, it like lips. It opens up, and the face hugger comes out. Now we're assuming the face hugger's gone off. Maybe we've got it into a puppy. Like it's jumped onto mm-hmm. a puppy because I'm, I'm thinking of puppies now. And right, we've, we've got right, the alien inside alien the puppy, yeah, yeah. and we take the puppy away for the next stage of the meal. So now we've just got the egg, the empty egg. How would we prepare that right. egg, do you think? Well, how would you as right, an expert? Right. I think the first thing you'd probably want to do is find a way to, I mean, I think you'd want to give it a good scrub because they're, you know, they're kind of covered in that, that mucus. Mm-hmm. And just like when you catch like a freshwater fish, you know, you want to get rid of all the slime first because nobody likes that. Yes. Nobody likes that slime. But to be honest, I would probably prepare it very much like you would a sea cucumber. So I would follow like a Chinese style recipe. Uh, maybe maybe some kind of braise with a lot of garlic and ginger, something that'll... Oh. You know, maybe cover up some of the more unpleasant flavors and aromas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like give it a, like a nice long simmer and a braise and like mm-hmm. a kind of a, a thickened soy ginger garlic sauce. Would you? Cut, um, I think that would be tasty. Would you cut it up rice. or would you stuff something inside? Because I was thinking maybe it'd be like stuff, de- <laughs> stuff, have a stuffed alien. Yeah, egg. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty big. I mean, mm. maybe you can do it. Maybe you could do it uh, a style and 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 and. St- Stuff it with uh, if, stuff it maybe with like uh, a tribble or something. You know, so some other kind of alien find a couple more aliens. Okay, so, so oh, put so, one inside the other and then roast it whole. So, so a packet full of tribbles. Okay, got it. Right. So a tribducken. A, a, tri- <laughs> a, tri- a, a yeah, yeah. A alien, alien egg surprise. We call it. It's yeah. a, well, well, there's already a surprise. Normally a face hugger gets his. The surprise is yeah, it doesn't kill you. The, you call it. Yeah, like, you know. You know, Mibble? Is that what we would call it? Hey, you're the chef. It's your creation. We can call it whatever you like. What I would like to do is just bake a giant piece of toast and cut it into giant soldiers and just dip it in the giant alien. (laughs) You're a simple man with simple I'm a simple man. It's a breakfast food. <laughs> so, okay, so that's, mm-hmm. so we, we've got the eggs. We got so garlic braised and uh, and 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 after cleaning it out, that's that's the egg prepared and maybe stuffed with another alien, mm-hmm. which is a whole other podcast of how you <laughs> yep, preparing a tribble because it's mainly fur, <laughs> but there's gonna be some good eating inside that. I mean, it's gonna be it's, a little, it's, it's, a farm. it's only fur. I don't think there's even a brain in there. And so, yeah, well, they, well, there's, there's definitely reproductive organs. Oh, oh no, yeah. oh, or, or are they are they asexual? They split. They're, they're telescopically pregnant. 
So what? They're telescopically pregnant. What's so that mean? they are pregnant with their own grandchildren. Oh, okay. They're born pregnant. So yeah, they're born pregnant. <laughs> right. Okay, that's true. Like aphids. Yeah, they're like, pretty easy to farm. I would think. I mean, that, that they, they would be a good uh, sustainable source. Good <laughs> source of well, I guess fur, maybe. But. <laughs> okay, but we, that's all, look, we, we'll get you back to talk about tribbles in the future, <laughs> or we'll talk later on in the podcast. All right, all right. So now we have the face hugger. Mm. So mm-hmm. the face hugger, the face hugger. Yeah. Well, mm, it's got these big long legs and and these big segmented bits. It seems and a big meaty tail. Yeah. So well, so it's got the it's got the big tail that's kind of like a snake, um, mm. and it's got the sort of arachnid crab-like leg. And then it's got some kind of like sack, like the middle looks kind of like, I don't know, like an octopus with yeah. his mouse. Man. It's yeah, got yeah, two big helps. Um, helps but, you know, I think with, 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 with face huggers that we do start running into the acid problem. I think face huggers, if, I think if you remember in the first alien film, he tries to cut off one of the legs mm. and, yeah. it, uh, and it and it drips acid onto the table. Um, Burns through three levels I, of the I don't hole. think they're as full-blown mm. uh, as, yeah, 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 that's right. So I think what we might have to do is first lead them out, um, use one of those special knives, um, we'll yep. bleed them out, and if you learned any Thing from Breaking Bad, you want to bleed them out into a plastic container, not into a bathtub. <laughs> not a bathtub. Um, That's right. Uh, I, so I get all we'll, my uh, cooking techniques wait, from Breaking Bad, so I must a, admit. A so. plastic container won't have any problem with the it acid? Shouldn't, <laughs> it shouldn't, no. That's the thing. Uh, or, or glassware. Because I once stored, like, I think, methylated yeah, I think spirits it, in a plastic container, yeah. and it became jelly That's and leaked everywhere. Though. That's a chemical That's reaction. That's a different reaction. But if we, I mean, we, I use... Mm, that's different. That's Those are spirits, yeah. Mm. So if we use, if you use, let's, let's just get a glassware, a big glass container like a perspex that should hold the acid yeah yeah big pyrex container thing yeah all right a lot of our listeners are probably going but acid burns through everything it, it really doesn't like the movies are a little bit it, it responds it re- reacts with carbon compounds so if, if it would go through steel or go through that sort of stuff but it won't go through things that don't have carbon in it so glass it should be fine it should be fine just so our listeners are yelling that's why we're picking yeah glass. i think i think we'd be all right with glass yeah we yeah could. we'll start with glass um we'll cut it open with a ceramic knife i would say we can neutralize the acid by adding a base so an alkaline solution as well so we could uh, by by mixing the acid of its blood and the alkaline solution we can turn it into water we just like just ph neutralize no, i know it. not water Oh well, alien gravy. Alien gravy. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, so alien gravy. So we could put that aside, <laughs> and we could neutralize it, and then pour it back on later. That's good. Okay, that's good. Okay, we're, yeah. What, well, what, what, what foods yeah, would you yeah, neutralize I mean, it with? As a chef, you, you, as a chef, I'm loath to throw out anything. You, you want to, you always want to save everything so that you know extract as much flavor as possible. Certainly, like we, we can bleed it and save that acid to make to make a sauce later, alien blood <laughs> sauce later on. <laughs> Um, and you know there there is a strong culinary tradition of blood based sauces. A traditional like a uh, chicken, like a coco van. You know you you, you make oh, it with yes. wine and then you, you thicken it up with some blood at the end. Very mm. nice. <laughs> so what food would you use to neutralize alien blood sausage? Acid? I don't know. <laughs> what uh, what food? <laughs> you know would there, you there aren't too many culinary bases. We have artificial ones like you know there, there's baking soda, but but mm. there aren't too, really too many culinary bases that ah. we that we cook with. Oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah. There you um, go. Regularly. There's oven cleaner, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if we take two two poisons and mix them together, they'll 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 be all right together. Um, the, you know, the other thing I would do to that face hugger is I would I would I would take a hint from koshering meat and just really heavily salt it to draw out any sort of excess excess acid that's in there. Right. Okay. You know, through osmosis. So Maybe you, pack it in salt for a day or two just to draw out anything. Are you saying go so far as to make it like face hugger jerky? Are we going that far salting, or are, we, are you just saying just to, just to get rid of the residue? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think we, you know we just do it similar to like a koshering process. We, right. We salt pack it in salt for a day. Let all those extra liquids come out. Uh, all the excess blood come out. 
and then we should, should be less left with something that's kind of like a cross between a snake, a lobster, and a slug. I would think something like that. Okay, if you, um, you, so, hang on, you know, hang on, hang on, uh, hang on. So you've eaten slug? Uh, well, I've eaten snail. Um, I imagine slug is pretty similar. Oh yeah, that's you know, you have snails just, and whelks and periwinkles. It's just yeah. an unarmored snail. That's all it is. Slug. Unarmored <laughs> snails. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. easy. So I, th- I think to get the best flavor, you'd want to cook each individual part separately. So I'd start with the legs. And right. those, I, you know, I, I like to have like lobster legs and crab legs really simply steamed with some drawn butter and drawn butter and lemon. <laughs> now I'm on board. Um, now I'm really hungry. Like that. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's the legs. Yeah. That sounds, they'd, be, they'd be crunchy and tasty. Oh, yeah. Lightly oh. steamed those. Oh. Now yeah, I think tile... you crack them open and you'd probably have, find some nice morsels of meat inside. Yeah. <laughs> now the tail would be quite uh, muscly, wouldn't it? The tail, oh yeah. I mean, I, I think you would do that the way you would cook snake. Pray tell, how would you prepare snake? <laughs> Maybe do it some kind of a creole or, or Cajun style, like some, some something oh. southern. You know, the way you would do like an alligator tail or... <laughs> um, or snake, but you know, um, I, I would maybe make like a snake, you know, an alien tail gumbo, something like that. Oh, <laughs> that's fantastic! Oh goodness me, this is great. So, um, <laughs> you know, cook down a really cook down a really nice dark roux, and then stew it there until you know, because it's it's obviously going to be really tough, but probably very flavorful as well. Mm. So I think you'd want to skin it first. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd nail down one side of it and then pull the skin back, rip it off, and then cut it into chunks. Um, I think you'd leave the bone in. Um, I don't know that they have bones. Maybe they don't have bones because they have exoskeletons, huh? But, yeah, um, yeah. Probably, I, but, uh, my guess would be it's an exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe then you just cook it in the you you cut it into chunks in the in the shell in the in the exoskeleton. Cook it cook it into a gumbo like that, and then cause I think that that shell will add some flavor to the flavor to the soup the, mm. the soup base as well. Um, and then and then give it to people uh, serve it just like that and have people pick it out with their fingers. You know, this is I think alien tail gumbo is the kind of thing you want to eat with a bib. <laughs> <laughs> a reinforced bib. So <laughs> I tell you what, one thing that would unnerve your guests would right, be... Right, just if... in case there's any... A plastic bib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a hissing and steaming on your chest. And, 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 and asbestos gloves to eat it with. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. Uh, one thing that would unnerve your yeah. guests would be if, if they started to suffer from any stomach distress. You'd want to make sure it was nice and fresh. Because you're like, you're suddenly you've got this rumbling in your stomach. Are you Okay. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Stand back. <laughs> good, yeah, good. They're producing the next meal. Make sure you remove you remove the embryo. <laughs> yes. Would anyone like the embryo? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're ready. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. What are the slug bit? We, we've talked about the legs. We talked about the tail. Now we've oh, got the slug bit. I mean, I would I would do those like. Like how you would do um, snails. You know, I think they would maybe be nice. Well, I mean, I think you could do them the classic way with um, like parsley, garlic butter. Mm. Um, but I think they might. I think they might make a really nice face hugger risotto. Also, you know, like uh, cook, cook down a risotto with some white wine, garlic, and then um, and then um, very quickly saute them with uh, yeah, with some parsley, garlic butter, maybe a little splash of, of uh, absinthe or pastis or something mm. like that. Give it a little little bit of that anise flavor, and then and then yeah, serve that on top of the risotto so you can mix that. You know, stir garlic butter. Uh, alien slug juice into the risotto for some good flavor that sounds fantastic <laughs> i th- i think we're i think we're pretty much ready to get onto the chest burster oh yes yes because that's because they, they i mean you've got to be quick burster, yeah to mm. get a chest burster because they they get to like two and a half meters tall in the span of about four hours yes so we yeah are we, are i mean we, i think oh, all right so i i think chest burster seems to me obvious how you're going to do that I just wanted to ask a question. Would you want to eat it when it was small, like just fresh off the range, if you want to put it that way? Fresh off the rib? Fresh off the rib. Or do you want to wait till it mm-hmm. gets much larger, like a two-meter-tall thing? Like, what would you be your preference? Well, why be forced to choose? I, I don't know. I'm, um, oh. 
I feel like if you get enough hosts, uh, enough hosts and enough alien eggs, you don't have, you can, you can have both, right? Fair enough. Okay, so we're chestburster first. We'll do chestburster. I, I would probably be partial to the chestburster. Just, I, I tend to prefer, you know, like, I like smelts and tiny fish like that. Mm-hmm. I like suckling pigs more than I like full grown pigs. I think like puppy, you know, puppies much more than full size dogs. are better to eat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I think there's only one way to do it. I think what you need to do is, Right next to John Hurt, be, right before dinner even starts at on the on the Nostromo's uh, alley. I think I think you need to have a big pot of oil ready. R- right. Um, <laughs> as soon as it bursts out, you just pick it up by the tail, yep. whip it up, and drop it right in that oil. Fry it. Right. right up. Um, I don't think you even need to batter it or anything because it has that uh, hard shell. Um, mm-hmm. It'll get nice and crispy. You know, it's the same way that you would use that deep fried insects or, or deep fried shrimp or deep fried. Um, Maybe fish, I think, are really tasty. Um, so you get, I think you could eat it bones and all. It would be dumb. It, maybe the little metal teeth that it has might be a little. You might have to spit those out, but um, but we have but, to, uh, everything but else. I think it would be great. Just once again, we have a problem with acid. We have the acid issue once again. It's full of acid. You know what? Maybe alien chest burst, deep fried alien chestburster is kind of like last meal scenario. <laughs> Fair enough. Spicy. Oh, spicy! Hot, hot, hot. Give me some milk. Milk. Give me milk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want to quickly, quickly, quickly fry that one? Okay, that's fine. We're going to fry it very quickly and then eat it, yeah. and then and then watch. Or, the... or perhaps if if you can if you can manage it, I, I can't remember how long how long. I mean, are you alive for a good five ten seconds after it bursts out of your chest, or is it instant death? I well, well, John, do you, think, was... do you think you'd be alive long enough to? Well, it, it's. Do you think John Hurt would be alive long enough to, to eat his own alien? <laughs> if you were ready, wow, that's the meal that just keeps cut giving, isn't it? Because <laughs> as soon as you're done, you just pick it out of your chest cavity again. <laughs> and look, if you were ready for it, maybe you could be like medically prepared to be chest burst and then mm-hmm. and then eat it very quickly because they go quick, quick keep him alive for two minutes i'll be done in two minutes so stay alive stay with me john stay with me we're just <laughs> s- we're searing it right now <laughs> have some have some bread have so some bread don't fill, up on, don't fill up on bread for goodness sakes <laughs> your meal will be ready soon sir <laughs> So waffer thin. Yes. Okay. So okay, the, 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 that's that's the meal that's going to kill you to eat. But it's fine. Some people would want to do it if you're going to go out. If you've got some terrible terminal mm-hmm. disease, or have an alien inside, you. or have an yeah, alien inside. That's a like, terminal disease. That's true. That's yeah. Parasite. Blowfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like in Aliens 3 when when Ripley jumped backwards into the vat of metal, molten metal, and she held the alien in her own chest. Oh, yes. It burst out of her, I think it was her womb, actually. I think it's a bit rude, but anyway, I think it was in because it was a queen. And so she held it in herself as she fell backwards right, right, right. to make sure it couldn't escape. Now, it's the same thing. Yeah. If, she's, if she's willing and to she do was, that. And she, but she was alive long enough to hold it. Yeah, she, she was. was. holding it while it was out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she could go, quickly cook this for me. taking a bite. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then, then the yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it got cooked pretty quickly in that movie. Yeah, there won't be any, there won't be any sous veding of the chestbuster in that in that case. No, no. So if we okay, so let's say with the chest, we we eat a chestbuster and then we move on to uh, we we let one range mm-hmm. around the spaceship, picking off the most succulent crew members to grow big and strong and mm-hmm. uh, full of energy. So now we have the Actually, full. Now oh, we, oh, that's something I'd like to talk about because. I'm not sure whether they ate those crew members because generally they seem to take humans and keep them to incubate more chestbursters in. Do they actually eat meat? You know, it's never really clear exactly what aliens eat. Huh? Maybe they're vegetarian. <laughs> Peace-loving vegetarian. Although for a creature to grow that quickly, yeah. yeah, it seems unlikely. And, in, and with that in mind, most of the meat that we eat 
at least on the land, tends to be from vegetarian animals. What's the difference between eating a vegetarian animal and a carnivore? That is a good question. Uh, I'd actually never really considered that. Have I ever eaten a land-based carnivore? Um, like a bear? Have you eaten a bear? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess I've eaten reptiles that are carnivores. Yeah. Mm. I've eaten bear. Yes, I just ate bear last week, actually. Oh, there you go. Um, so, so what was that like? Yeah, I mean, you know, bears tend to be a little, a little greasier. <laughs> uh, they're a little greasier than a little more strongly flavored. But I don't know if that's just a function of them being kind of fat and, and, and hibernating and all, all that stuff or, or if that actually has to do with this, their carnivorousness. But I don't know. And that's they're good, omnivores. Um, yeah, yeah, they are, yes. But never eaten dog. People do eat dog. Eat dog. Mm. Dogs are omnivores as well. Mainly yeah, bears right? are omnivores. That's true. So, but uh, is it, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. Does eating meat does it mean this has more cholesterol because you get more fat from eating and other things meat. So maybe that's it. So maybe plant-eating animals mm-hmm. have less cholesterol, maybe. I just a guess there. Oh, I'm interested. I imagine yeah, a, a lot maybe. of... Oh, you know what we do, though? We do we do eat chickens, and chickens are omnivore. I mean, they eat a lot. They eat a lot of insects. That's a good um, point. At least, at least the ones that are free-ranging. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a good point. Oh. But, you know, chickens, I guess, are pretty similar to... Probably more similar to reptiles than they are to cows. Very similar um, to dinosaurs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very similar to dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've... Uh, yeah, dinosaurs would probably be, be tasty. I'm going to go, a, go out on a limb here and say, because this is the CryptoZoo segment of our podcast, I'm going to point out that, once again, the, the uh, alien xenomorph adult is has full of bat- battery acid, or something that's very strong, like battery acid. Mm. So I'm trying to say it's not just a defense mechanism. It's actually yeah. got its own well, like power acid, source. Yeah. It's, it's, it's its own power source. It's its, it's, it's electrical-based system, and it's using the acid to generate power. So it's got its, it was born with all okay. the energy it needs for its life. It's not actually. So it's just going to live its lifespan and then die without actually eating. Okay. Ah, all right. That's my, that's my, that's my hypothesis, just so we can move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. That's fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. You know, to be honest, you look when you look at an alien, to be honest, they wouldn't be my first choice for good eating. Mm, they're mm. bony. They've got those tough exoskeletons. You know, there's a lot going against you when you decide to eat an alien, I think. Uh, they've got those heads that look like giant penises. <laughs> That's right, yes. Kenji, you were the man only five minutes ago talking about grabbing a chestburster and throwing it instantly on the, uh, on the fry pan to fry it up quickly. <laughs> I have faith that you can find a way to eat a xenomorph. Maybe we need to break it down into parts. Yes, First, what yes, we need is right. a great big set of those crab plants. Okay. Like a great big vice <laughs> thing to just snap them so we can get into them. Because those shells are hard. They are very hard, yes, yes. It, it, takes, yeah. it takes like an assault rifle to pierce Yeah, it. I'm sure they have really tough shells. You know, you know what I just realized, though? Mm-hmm. I, I say we forget. First of all, we forget the ceramic knife. Um, what we should be doing is using that giant tail blade. Oh. The aliens have as a knife. Oh, wow. So right, cu- that seems a lot more appropriate. So cut one off an alien and use it to cut up other aliens. Yeah, I'd say you, you cut, you, you'd rip that last segment off of its tail and then use that as your knife. That's um, um, and, genius. And as far as that, that, that giant head goes, I think we should probably use that giant penis-shaped head some kind of serving bowl as well. Because um, <laughs> nothing stimulates the appetite like something that looks like genitalia. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we've got we've got a head bowl, we've got a serving knife. We are ready to go at this point. I mean, it's is that it? Maybe that's it. Maybe the right. maybe the adult is not there for eating. Maybe the adult is there for preparation of the other bits. To be turned into tableware. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah, and they, you know, and they've got the, they've got those big uh, I don't know those big protrusions on their backs that mm. that could be uh, used as uh, table legs or maybe chair legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm loving of... this. So the adult xenomorph but, is turned know, into tableware. Great, great. <laughs> yeah, you could probably even cook things in that head, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, but, well, know, I, it's I, pretty I think, strong. Yeah, I think with an yeah. So with an animal, I mean, if if you know how um how, how normal meat works, you know, generally the more a muscle is used mm. and the stronger a muscle is in life, uh, the tougher. Well, the more flavorful it is, but also the tougher it, it becomes. Um, so, so if you look at like a cow, for example, you know the, the muscles along its back, uh, mm. like the uh, I don't know what you call them in Australia, but we call them the loin and the tenderloin. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, same thing. Like those mm-hmm. tend to be the most okay. Those tend to be the most tender muscles because they just lie along the spine. They don't really do much work. Mm. Whereas the chuck, like the the shoulders and the back legs, they they tend to be very tough because they're walking around on them all the time. And it's, and it's the same with chickens. You know, the chicken chicken breasts are more tender than the chicken legs because they don't use those muscles as much. But an alien is really, really fucking strong. Yes. You know, they can break down steel doors. They can, you yeah. know, they're, they're tough. Yes, yeah. So I'm thinking that there's probably not much tender meat at all on an alien. So you're going to want to <laughs> go for, want to take some, maybe we can take some of the meat and grind it and mm. turn it into some kind of alien sausage. Right, yes. Perhaps stuff it back into some other, you know, you, that's what we do. We, we stuff we stuff the eggs with alien sausage. Oh, nice. No, that, okay, that answers that question. So we can now stuff inside the eggs bits of the adult alien. Nice, I love it. Yeah. Oh, keeping the theme. Good, good, good. There are a number of ways of cooking stuff. Like you apply heat or you bo- like through fire mm-hmm. or water. But there mm-hmm. isn't there a type, like when you slice up venison really, really thin and you cover it with lemon, that's a type of mm-hmm. cooking, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's ceviche, you know, that, that, that's a pretty classic, pretty classic method. Yeah, I mean, you, well, there, and you what's can, the you mechanism can have it, like, there? With, with, oh, I mean, it's, it's so, it's, it's basically, you know, uh, proteins. So cooking, when you, whether you apply heat or do through, through acid, it's, it's all just proteins uh, coagulating. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and so, so yeah. there are a number of ways you can coagulate proteins and it's, it's either heat or it's, it's uh, acid. So yeah, maybe, maybe we can make a little bit of alien ceviche using its molecular it's, acid. Its own uh, acid. Because it cooks in its own juices. That's perfect. Because it's a good point because it's going to be able to survive its own acid because it's always got its acid inside. <laughs> so the only thing that can cook the alien is the alien itself. Yeah, yeah. Genius! Oh. <laughs> so it so, might and, be another last meal type scenario, but um, oh, good, oh, good but point. Good point. Oh, drat! Um. <laughs> ah, nice. A nice little uh, oven cleaner glaze, and you and you're golden. <laughs> but I, I want to go back to the sausage. I want to go back to the alien yeah, sausage. Your yeah. alien Kenji's alien sausage. So so you stuff the sausage and you uh, mm-hmm. and you cook it inside the. Well, you could use the head as some kind of wok. I, th- I keep thinking once you open it up, <laughs> it all makes me like yeah, a- yeah, you can, yeah, you know, we can use the head. You can, we can use the head as the wok. <laughs> stir fry the stir fry that that um well originally we were gonna if we were talking about braising the the eggs chinese style like you would a, a, um, a sea cucumber we can stir, we can use the head as some kind of organic wok yep yep, yep. Oh, this is um fantastic. i think you'd, you'd want to add some fat fat to it as well um mm. i would probably i don't know what kind of fat um we'd add maybe maybe if java the hut were around we could trim bits <laughs> off of him get some uh, corn on there yeah, otherwise yep, otherwise yep. some simple pork fat would probably do yes right so hut we could get some we could get some um, hut which is a sentient creature so you know we are we're thinking, we are actually farming human yeah. beings to make this meal so that's okay that's fine now we don't have to though do we <laughs> why is that because in alien 3 the alien actually puts its embryo inside a dog 
and then that alien yes. interacts like, with the DNA yes, that's and right. becomes more dog-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there are animals that are much tastier than a dog. Oh, that's what we should do. We should impregnate a pig with an alien. Not if we want to be kosher. It can't be, it can't be a kosher meal anymore, though, if it's pig. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, but great, 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 great. Alien bacon. Yeah, you'll get a creature that's part xenomorph, part bacon. <laughs> We will be billionaires! Billionaires, I tell you. <laughs> Space bacon! <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, okay. That's, so, if you guys have seen this movie, uh, Space Truckers, with, I can't remember the name of the actor in it, but yeah. uh, uh, where, where the whole premise of the movie is they're shipping these stackable square pigs around. Oh, it, was very, it was a bad, bad movie. But uh, I think you could probably impregnate one of those pigs with the aliens because those are extra fat pigs that are well, and designed for easy transport. This opens up a whole new area. I don't know if we have time to go into this because now you could change the meal by impregnating different animals. So you can impregnate a pig. You can impregnate mm-hmm. a um, cow. What other humans eat? Sheep, obviously. Chickens. What do, what do you think the funniest, the funniest animal to impregnate with an alien would be? Probably a hut. alien animal hybrid. Uh, if we're talking about Jabba the Hutt, what? one of those <laughs> huts. <laughs> but all in, all in. I, like... I mean, I think like an alien, an alien chicken would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would be pretty good. I just want to be really tiny, like an alien guinea pig. So, you sell them as pets. You go, oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's biting my face off. Oh, goodness. I like the alien chicken because uh, how would you like your your, your eggs? Non-lethal. That would be good. Not inside me. Thanks. <laughs> Unimpregnated in me. <laughs> that would be great. Thanks. It would make battery farming a lot more dangerous. So it would sort of... Battery acid farming. Very good. Very really good. Yeah. I think we have nailed down how to eat a xenomorph alien. I mean, really have. Right from egg to adult. Oh, no, wait, we haven't. There's one more. Oh. There's the one we discussed it at the start. We have to talk about eating... The queen? The, the Jenny. We, the Jenny. We have to, <laughs> The queen. We have to eat the queen. So how, how <laughs> yeah. would we... we now, we, 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 well, most of it she looks like just a xenomorph. Sort of. I mean, a, much bigger, a much bigger face piece. Um, and, then, mm. and then she's also got... The, it's never really clear whether they're her own legs or there's some kind of board structure, but she's got those gigantic, gigantic crab-like things that stick out of her body. You oh, know, that, okay. I, I think in the yeah. second Aliens movie, she rips off of... Support, her mount. Yeah, yeah she yeah. rips off her egg sack. She does, yeah. And she pulls away. onto plane. And she has, but she, I, she has big legs, though. She has big, muscly legs. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that egg sack tastes like. Again, you know, we've already done the crab legs with the, uh, the face hugger, but I can't help thinking that those would be, like, the world's... Best king crabs, king crab legs. You know, <laughs> steam them up and use uh, maybe a sledgehammer to crack the shell off, <laughs> or, or one of those giant um, yellow yeah, mecha- think, mechanized robots. Oh yeah, yeah. Use the use the, uh, the power loader. You have to use the power yeah. loader. It's, every person gets oh, yeah, a power yeah. loader. They go <laughs> yum 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 yum. Power loader kitchen version. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. But I think I think just uh-huh. I, I think the egg sack is where yeah, we should those, be looking. I think those things come in with the built-in brulee torch as well. They, they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect i didn't realize everyone thought they were for manual labor but actually they were for, for repairing aliens it makes much more sense now why that was sitting there yeah yeah in the- I, th- I think i think we should we should we could probably figure out some way to make clean alien flan um or, or <laughs> clean alien creme brulee and, and brulee it with that um with that torch there <laughs> I like the idea it's a creme brulee that's six feet across. <laughs> and you're firing a, a 3,000 degree <laughs> flame at it. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> Do you think we could eat the egg sack? I'm, I'm really, I'm, I know I'm fixated on that egg sack. We've, we've eaten the eggs, but there's that yummy, oh, that gelatinous oh, kind of egg sack. What would you do with that? Eggs, fish, fish eggs in general are great. You know, crustacean eggs are great. I think, I think definitely. I think, I think if you wanted to do it best, um, you would probably try and keep it whole with the with the eggs inside and the membrane still on there and cook it whole that way oh. and then peel off the membrane and get the eggs. Um, there, there's a Japanese dish that my, my grandmother used to give us called um, taco, and it's, it's basically um, a cod's mm-hmm. egg sac uh, that's cured in salt. Right. Um, sometimes a little spices, so it's a little spicy and, and really salty. And then you and then it's cured until it kind of hardens, so a lot of the moisture loses, uh, goes away, and then the proteins coagulate, so it gets a little hard. Mm-hmm. And then you just grill it, so it gets like a little like a nice smokiness on the outside. You grill it, you slice it up, and we used to eat it with rice. But I, th- I think grilling Queen Alien eggs that cured and grilled could make a good breakfast. <laughs> and then you just sell it as uh, Andromeda oysters. That's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> now, I think we have managed... Andromeda oysters, yeah. <laughs> I think we have nailed down every part of the alien to eat. So, so Kenji, uh, you've, you've had a, a, a lot of... A thought about uh, aliens, but is there another alien that you would just really, really love to taste? An alien I'd really love. I mean, honestly, Java looks great. Um, <laughs> why? Uh, why I, Java I, particularly? <laughs> oh, just because he. I mean, he's so he's so nice and fatty. I mean, I, I think we can make some job job bacon out of him. He, I think he's great. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just imagining you after the big battle on Tatooine when the when the barge when Leia strangles him to death and the barge blows up. You just yeah. running around the sands picking bits of him uh, off. Just can you save some of that for me? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> just don't mind me. Just getting yeah. some of the heart. It's all good. <laughs> Come back to my place for lunch. Okay, everyone. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a shame. Like when you're driving down the road, yeah. and you see a hut that's been hit by a car. It seems a waste of meat. <laughs> that's doesn't right. It? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think I was the first one to think that either because in space. I think they make Java into a pizza, right? It's like pizza, pizza the Hutt. The Hutt. A limo right. and eats, eats, <laughs> eats himself to death. Yeah, that's right. I think they came at that from a different point of view, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think they came at that from a pun point of view. <laughs> that's a, it's a great line, though. It's like, oh, you're delicious. You're delicious pizza. We love you. Kenji Lopez-Alt, <laughs> I, I threw myself into this idea with the idea of some silly banter, and I can honestly say I am desperately hungry <laughs> we are, we all for I know! We, we need to go into space immediately. Another reason humanity needs to get into space, so we can eat xenomorphs. I or work more on them time machines so we can go back and eat dinosaurs. That's true. Look, I, we're, we're both we're both at that we're back yeah, at that long again. Yeah. Oh god, eating dinosaurs. Oh. Kenji Lopez, thank you so much for helping us prepare a delicious outer space meal. Uh, do you have anything to promote at the moment? Well, my website, Serious Eats, and um, and my book will be coming out next year, but uh, it's not quite available yet, but. Yeah, keep an eye out. And what sort of things it. does your book uh, delve into? Unless it's secret. oh, it's all about the science of home cooking. So you know, it's the title is Better Home Cooking Through Science, the Food Lab. So it's it's taking um, a lot of classic recipes, breaking them, breaking down the basic science, sort of in fun layman's terms. So you know, it's meant for everybody from the you know passionate home cook to the armchair physicist. Um, so you know, it's it's a it's a fun book. It's massive. It has a lot of recipes, and uh, hopefully, it'll help people cook better um, and cook in a more informed and one way, I think. Man, I'm, I'm putting it on my list. I certainly am. Especially, you said arm, armchair physicist. That's what I am. I'm an armchair physicist, and I can't cook for nuts. So <laughs> I will be getting this book immediately, as soon as it comes out. All Thank right. you very much, Kenji Lopez-Alt. It's been fantastic. Thank you. I 
am so hungry. You're a vegetarian, and I think you've turned. There's no meat. There's no. It's, oh no, it's, it's a living thing. It's actually quite clever too. Let's face it. When when Ripley pointed the flamethrower at the eggs, the queen stopped. It knew what was going on. It's mm-hmm. quite a clever animal, if not sentient. Who knows? So mm, I probably shouldn't eat it. But oh my god! 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 It was great. Thank you to Kenji. That was so good. Ah, uh, Kenji Lopez was just so on board. Mm. I'm uh, just terrified with how engaged he was with the subject. <laughs> Kenji Lopez Alt wins the esteemed honor of the first interviewee to drop the F bomb yeah. on SE2KV. Yeah. Before, before the, like after the titles, after the bit where well, we're not supposed to record them without telling them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've censored all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> But this was the first. So well done. We, oh, he was so good. He's. I, I feel. I feel a great kinship with Kenji. I must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be on. He, he, we, could, we should do a cooking segment every week. Have him on. <laughs> we, oh lord, it'd be great. Oh, I'd love it so much. So hopefully you enjoyed that as much as we did, listeners. We've gone from the from the sublime uh, Daniela Martin with cooking insects to the ridiculous Kenji Lopez Holt and cooking a xenomorph. We can't be stopped. What else can we cook? Tell us, and we'll try and get an expert to talk about it. You could tell us at Dan at SmartEnough.org. Or Greg at SmartEnough.org. Or go on to Twitter and tell SE2KB. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And, and, and tell our interviewees as well. We've never actually mentioned this. We follow all our interviewees on Twitter, if we can. If they're on Twitter, we follow them as, at SE2KB. You can find where they are. It's this one's at, like, at Food Lab, at The Food Lab uh, for Kenji. And maybe tell him how much you liked the interview. So make a connection that way. That might be good. Go back and find the other people. If you like Daniela Martin, maybe say, I heard you on SE2KB. KB, it was great. Thank you very much. Tell the interviewees because that helps us and it helps you and it helps them. Everyone gets the ego stroked. Yay. Fantastic. And then, and then tell me. Then make a personal email to me and send me a gift. <laughs> a cash gift. Cash a gift. Large, large non denomination. No, non. non I need cougarants. Cougar ants. Cougar ants. Emotionally bonded to. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook at SC2KB. Indeed. You can go or and you give us just, a review. Or you can just come out to our houses and follow us around. Yeah, that'd be good too. You can follow us. Do not do that. No, no, Dan loves that. Go to where Dan lives. Based on the information he's been giving in the podcast over the years, it's pretty easy to work out where Dan lives. I I would go back and find where he lives. It's pretty good. I would like to hope that I've bleeped enough. Oh, no. Oh, no. Enough elements. Here we are, my episode sixty-four, latitude six-one point one one six-two. Well, we all we know it's Australia, and we know it's Queensland, and we know it's Brisbane. We're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah, yeah that's uh, you've got a one in two million chance that's every right. time you go up to some person. That's right. One, one in one million if you it's the shirt. Look you, at the shirt. Don't look at the. Look the I don't wear shirts. All pants. The, You'll never that, find me. That, <laughs> only in jail. <laughs> And as we always like to say... Game over, man! Game over! I'm calling you from Montana, and it's very cold here right now. Uh, <laughs> Lucky you. Lots of snow. We were trying to send some heat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's because we, we should probably just do a, a, a cultural swap. You send us some cold, we'll send you some heat, it'll all be fine. All right. We have heat to spare. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel here a little bit of time between the time I talk and you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That might just be a, an issue of you being deep in Yellowstone National Park. That's right. <laughs>
and us being yeah. deep on the uh, bottom of the planet. That's right, along across the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. the largest right. ocean in the world. It's a long way to send a message. It is. That's right. So maybe we should just say over at the end of every line. So it'll make the comedy a lot better if we just oh, get. Yeah, yeah, it's that. like I'd say a joke and then say <laughs> over, and the other person goes ha 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 over. No, <laughs> right. let's not do that. <laughs> Yeah, that won't get tired after <laughs> <laughs> after <laughs> after after zero. You know, Kenji said to me before, I was explaining how we had hail. Yeah. He said, oh, it gets like thirty-five degrees, and he said, "What's that in real temperature?" Oh, real temperature. Real temperature. Real temperature. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, now we know where we stand. We're drawing lines in yeah, the sand here. I see. It's just as suckers here in Australia. I had to do some maths and, and actually convert Greece to Fahrenheit and, UK, and the United Kingdom <sighs> and right. all of Africa and <laughs> all of Russia. The entire. The food writer, I get, I get that a lot because I because I, I write for an American audience. Everything's mm. in Fahrenheit, but but people always ask me to write things in Celsius. So so when it's important, I, I always try and I, I always try and write both scales. But people complaining about the Fahrenheit thing. My my wife is also Colombian, so she uh, she uses real degrees while I I still try and I still use the fake one. What you should do is you should you should put everything in Kelvin because that's the scientific notation. So just call and it's 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 just it's not even degrees yeah. Kelvin. It's just Kelvin. So you could just say cook it at two hundred yeah. four hundred Kelvin and watch everyone's mind explode. It'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> drop it down to zero Kelvin and watch their physics just fall apart. Four hundred Kelvin's about like one hundred and thirty, hundred thirty Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's not a very high temperature. To cook. I guess four hundred <laughs> Kelvin is about a good is a good temperature for a, for a medium rare steak. I oh, think. oh, there you go. He knows his stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> Your, your major problem to overcome there, Greg, mm, yes. is that aren't your calids generally pretty heavily irradiated? Yeah, they are. They have lots of radiation on them. Yes, yeah. they are. They're mutants. Do, what's, what's, what, how, do you, how do you, in cooking, how do you, uh, <laughs> how do you reduce the amount of radioactivity in a food? <laughs> um, I, I think All Clad just came out with a new line. Kind of a lead-lined pot. Um, <laughs> That's perfect. I, I, you really knocked it out of the park, Kenji. I was. Yes, I, I can't believe how much. Thanks. That was a lot of fun. How much knowledge you were able to bring to this subject. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty excited when you know because I'm a huge Alien franchise fan, and I, I was actually just in the middle of playing the new Alien video game when I got that email from you. <laughs> So, yeah, I know a bit about aliens. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no one has ever made a Wikipedia page. And I don't know whether I want to make our own Wikipedia page. I feel like if you're making your own Wikipedia page, you're probably not famous enough to have a Wikipedia page. Yeah.